Whoop, whoop, whoop. So many exciting things to tell you. I'm going to keep it short and simple. Number one, my book is now free, a digital version of my book, Building Simple Habits to a Healthy Me. You can just sign up and get it for free. Number two, come and say hello on Instagram. I'm having fun on Instagram doing exciting reels. Number three, I have four amazing packages for my Positively Healthy program called Magical May exciting exciting if you want to find out more book a call and let's chat and lastly remember radiate and renew four simple habits simple but mighty habits is starting may the 15th so come and sign up for that You are listening to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina Kerrick, weight loss coach. I specialize in helping busy mums lose weight with healthy eating and living. You're invited to sign up to my VIP area where I have all my free handouts and videos. Simply go to drorlina.com. That's Dr. O-R-L-E-N-A dot com. And you will see the sign up and sign up there. A really quick announcement before we start today's show. I'm super excited to be working behind the scenes on a recipe curation surface. What on earth is one of those, you may ask? Well, it's a bit like a meal planner, but less rigid, so that I will be finding amazing recipes that I think are easy and healthy and tasty. Did I say easy? Yes, easy. And you can sign up and get these recipes, and there'll be a little bit more to it. I will tell you more detail in in the future. So I'm hoping that this is going to be ready by the end of September. I will be offering not only an introductory price, it will be a paid service, but there will be an introductory price plus a free month. So keep a lookout and I will keep you informed. I'm super excited. What do you think of the name My Kitchen Miracles? Let me know. And welcome back to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina Kerrick. How are you doing? We are in the middle of summer as I record this podcast, and I totally love summer. But I am taking a moment to step back and remind myself how much I love summer because I'm aware that we rush so much into enjoying things. We look forward to things, and then when that thing arrives, we don't take time to actually enjoy it. And I am guilty of this as far as summer goes. I look forward to it all year. And then when it arrives, I just kind of get on with life. I love my swimming in the sea and I love the late evenings and I love the heat. But somehow I don't just take a moment to really appreciate that it's this moment now that I've been looking forward to. So I think you guys as well can also take a moment to appreciate something that you have been looking forward to or perhaps a goal that you have wanted to achieve. If you've achieved that goal, just take a moment to go, Yeah, I did it and appreciate it. Okay, today we are talking about intermittent fasting and intermittent fasting is super, super interesting. We're going to be having a think about why you might want to do intermittent fasting. A a little bit of a teaser. You may want to lose weight. You may want to do it not to lose weight as well. We're going to have a little look at the science behind intermittent fasting and we're going to have a look about the technicalities of intermittent fasting. So I think I see a lot of people thinking, oh my goodness, intermittent fasting is not good for you. We shouldn't starve ourselves. And you know what? 
I think a while back, I used to be one of those people until I went and actually read some of the books about intermittent fasting and the science behind it. And actually, if we look through history, fasting has been used for thousands of years in so many different cultures. Loads and loads of cultures have fasting as part of their, it may be religious or just the practices that they do. And actually, if you think about it, it kind of makes sense. So people might feast at festivity times, so at Christmas or sometime like that, and then go through times when they eat less. And this idea of eating at some times more and eating less at other times is kind of normal and balances itself out. And it's actually a more healthy way than just eating lots and lots and lots, as clearly we can see eating lots and lots and lots is not great. A recent study that was done and thinking about this idea of should we eat more frequently or should we eat less frequently was done in um, Prague. And there they decided to have a look at two groups of people who had type 2 diabetes. And both of these groups ate 1,700 calories a day. And they were split up into people who either ate two meals a day or six meals a day, but the same amount of food over the same day, over one day. And actually, they found that the people who ate only two meals a day lost more weight than the other people. And surprisingly, they felt more energetic and more sharp. And I think those are the big concerns that people have about fasting. Oh, it's going to make me feel like I have no energy and I can't do anything and my brain isn't going to work. And actually, a lot of the evidence points to that's not the case. And I will tell you my own personal story of a little bit of fasting. So let's take a step back and have a think about why you might want to fast. Well, if you're trying to lose weight, fasting is a really, really good way to lose weight. But before I tell you about that, I will tell you about other health benefits of fasting. So for people who don't want to lose weight, fasting also seems to have other health benefits. And there's this idea called idea. I don't think idea is the right word, but this thing called autophagy. And what it does is it stresses your cells and basically your weaker cells die. Now that's a very simplistic way of putting it, but that's it in a nutshell, is that what you're doing is you're cleansing your body of not great cells and making sure you have those strong cells left, which is clearly a good thing. And research on fasting. There's not heaps and heaps of research on fasting. And I think scientists are still looking into fasting, but it's beginning to suggest that there are benefits in terms of certain illnesses like autoimmune illnesses, such as eczema and psoriasis. Now, I don't want to tell you if you have these things, go and fast and it will cure you. I don't think it's as simple as that, but it's beginning to show that there are more health benefits than just weight loss. And uh, there's a gentleman called Walter... Longo, and he has written a book about longevity, and he is a real advocate of fasting and saying that fasting really is something that helps us live for a long time. So I have been playing around with fasting. I personally don't want to lose weight, or perhaps a little bit off my thighs, but you know, I'm really happy with my weight. Um, but I have been trying playing around with fasting because of these other health benefits. So let's have a little pause and think about weight loss and think about why fasting helps weight loss. Well, if you haven't listened to my podcast called Why Can't I Lose Weight, go and listen to that. And I explain about 
insulin and how weight gain is really driven by our hormones more than anything else. And one key player is insulin. And insulin is the hormone that is responsible for metabolizing our glucose. And so one thing that happens when we eat very frequently and we eat lots is we're constantly pushing our insulin levels up. And that insulin level goes up. And after a while, our body gets used to that insulin level being high. And our bodies then stop responding to that. So we need more. We get caught in this vicious circle called insulin resistance. And essentially, the insulin level is too high. And you can stop yourself from having peaks of insulin by making sure that you don't eat foods that peak your insulin level, such as sugar and refined flours. But what you can't do if your insulin level is sort of stuck a little bit high is reset it and drop it down unless you do intermittent fasting and give your body a longer break so that your insulin level can actually drop and you can begin to reset your hormone level, which will help you to reset your body weight. So this is super exciting stuff. And there are different ways of doing fasting. So don't panic and think, oh my goodness, this is going to be a disaster. I'm never going to be able to to function. It's just something I can't do. I think actually fasting can be really easy. What happens to your body when you are fasting? Well, after you've eaten something, you increase your insulin levels and your body uses all that sugar. And during that time, your body stores that excess sugar as fat. Then after a while, your insulin levels drop, say three hours or so, and your body starts to use its natural stores of energy. So we have a store of glycogon in our livers, which breaks down to glucose. And your body will use that to create more glucose, to give us fuel for glucose. After a while, you will start to burn down your fats and start using your fats as energy. And after an even longer period, so around 24 hours, something called ketogenesis kicks in. Now, it's different for different people. So it's difficult to say you need to go and fast for this length of time. Now, I'm sure you've heard of ketogenesis because ketogenesis is the thing that people who do the ketogenic diet base their their theory on. So the theory behind the ketogenic diet is what you're doing is putting your body into ketogenesis, which is this fat, a different type of fat burning, which traditionally happens in times of starvation. And what happens during that time of ketogenesis is that your body starts to use different energy sources. So it can use some of your body can use fatty acids. Your brain can use glucose and ketone bodies. And when you start using ketogenesis, you create these ketone bodies for your for your brain, because obviously we have to keep our brain alive. If there's not enough glucose around, we have to have other stores of energy. Now, you can dip in and out of ketogenesis in that once you start eating something, you turn off ketogenesis. And it can be sometimes difficult to know whether you are going into ketogenesis. So I have been fasting for 17 hours and I'm not sure that I do go into ketogenesis. I may, I may not. Either way, I feel absolutely fine on it. But that's a little explanation of what happens in your body during times when you stop eating. I think a lot of people worry that their metabolic rate will go down if they start to fast. And I think the reason behind this is because people get a bit confused between a low calorie diet and starving yourself and 
fasting. And what people have found when and the experiments that have been done with fasting is that isn't actually the case. Actually, the metabolic rate goes up and you start to get more active. I think this is probably a response to, oh, my goodness, you've run out of food. Help, you better go and get some food rather than sit in a cave and wait for food to arrive to you. So fasting has been shown to be good for weight loss and other health benefits too. So it's definitely something to think about. But how are you going to to put, how are you going to do fasting in your everyday life? Well, one really easy fast to do is just a 12 to 14 hour overnight fast. You have your dinner at whatever time you have your dinner. So for me, I have my dinner around six or seven o'clock. After dinner, don't eat anything. And then when you have your breakfast the next day, 12 to 14 hours afterwards, you have already done a 12 to 14 hour fast. And if you can do that on a daily basis, that is absolutely fabulous. This year, however, I have decided to experiment a little bit and see if I can push my fasting level a little bit more. And there is a quote from Walter Longo. I don't know the exact quote, but essentially he says, if you can fast for 24 hours, it is fabulous. It does loads of good things for you. Now, you don't have to be doing this all the time, but to do it from time to time is a good idea. So what I decided to do just to play around, and I came from it from a an idea of, I'm going to experiment and see what happens. Now, I often in the, in the summer, I get up early and I go for an early morning swim. So swimming for around an hour at about seven o'clock in the morning. Last year, I would have a little bit of breakfast first and then go swimming. This year, I decided to see what would happen if I didn't eat breakfast before. And it was fine. I was absolutely fine. Another question people ask about fasting, as a side note, is should I carry on exercising? And the idea is, yes, of course, because then you are giving your body a great opportunity to use up some of your energy stores. Because obviously, when I'm swimming, my body is going, okay, you need some energy and there's no breakfast. So it's going to make sure it gets it from my internal stores. So to begin with, at the beginning of the summer, I did my swim, came home and had my breakfast and it was absolutely fine. So I had extended my fast just a tiny bit, but also I had done an hour's exercise at the end of my fast. Now, I decided that I would play around and see what happens if I just skip breakfast. So that means having lunch at one o'clock, which depending on what time I have my dinner means that I'm doing around a 17 hour fast. And you know what? I was totally surprised. I thought I would be constantly going, oh, I can't do anything. I can't function. But it's absolutely the reverse. I do sometimes get waves of hunger and go, oh, I'm a little bit hungry. But it's not something that means I have to drop everything and run and go and get something to eat. And also, I don't feel sluggish at all. I actually feel hugely full of energy. I think one thing that people get confused about with hunger is carbohydrate cravings and hunger. And we often confuse the two. And our body will be saying, I want some carbohydrates. I want some carbohydrates. What your body is really saying is, I want a quick release glucose. And once your body gets used to accessing its own energy source and you go, okay, if you want some glucose, make your own glucose because your body is perfectly capable of doing that, then it does. And you stop realizing or you start realizing that you don't have to respond just when your body goes, okay, I'm really hungry. I have to eat something now. Another thing I notice is that my stomach growls. Now, I used to think that stomach growling meant I am hungry. 
And when I was a teenager at school, I used to be so embarrassed at the meal, the, the lesson before lunchtime. The lesson before lunchtime was always agony for me. It would always be a small group, English literature, I recall. And my tummy would be growling and growling. And I would think, oh my goodness, I have to go and eat something. I must be so hungry. Actually, that growling noise is your intestines cleaning themselves out. It's your body cleaning itself. And that's a fabulous thing to happen. Now, obviously, it happens when we are also hungry. So we associate it with it with us being hungry. But it isn't an indication just that you are hungry. It's an indication that you have had a period of time that's long enough to allow your body to clean itself because it can't clean itself when it's full of food. So those are the things that I have noticed. And I have noticed that it really wasn't as difficult as I expected it to be. Now, there are different ways of fasting. So one of them is just to not eat like I have for a period of time. And the easiest thing to do is to start at dinner time because you've got that big time of sleep. The next step for me would be to miss my lunch and then that would give me a 24-hour fast. So if I had my dinner on one day, skipped breakfast and lunch and didn't snack in between and then had dinner, that would be a 24-hour fast. Now, if you want to take it a step further, you could skip your dinner and not eat anything for that whole day and that's going to give you a 36-hour fast. Now, during that day, you can drink. Obviously, you need to keep yourself hydrated. You can drink water. You can also drink things that do not have calories in them, so tea and coffee. Now, Some people add milk coffee. I add milk coffee. Milk clearly has a few calories in it, but those few calories are permitted within the rules of fasting. So that's one way to play around, to decide that you're going to occasionally not eat. Some people like to do this on an actual daily basis. They go, okay, I'm going to just have an eating window between 12 midday and eight o'clock and eight o'clock in the evening. And that's the time that I can eat. And their body adapts and they find it absolutely fine. They just have an eight hour eating window and that's absolutely fine. Or whatever works for you. Just to make it clear, this isn't about reducing your calories. So if you decide that you want an, an eight hour eating opportunity, you eat all your calories for that day. So for example, when I miss breakfast, I might have my breakfast at half past 12 and then my lunch at one o'clock. Now, it's not something I do very often because I just wait for my lunch and I probably have a bigger lunch. In fact, there have been studies on this that looked at whether people compensated when they fasted. And they did find that people compensated a little bit. This was a study that was done on alternate day fasting. But what they didn't do was over double the amount. So it may have a little bit to do with calories. But really, the point of fasting is not about reducing your calories. It's about giving your body a rest. Another way is the 5-2 diet, which has been championed by Michael Mosley. And this is slightly different. What he suggests, if you want to lose weight, is that you eat relatively normally for five days. Now, when I say relatively normally, clearly, if you're eating loads and loads of not great food and loads of refined carbohydrates, you aren't going to lose weight as much as if you're eating healthy carbohydrates. And he does advocate eating healthy carbohydrates in between. So when I say normally, I mean not worrying about restricting your food. Now, on those two days, so it's five days of normal and two days of fasting, reduced calories. And he suggests his protocol is for women, 500 calories a day and for men, 600 calories a day. So during those days, and he suggests that they aren't 
back to back. So you might do a Monday and a Thursday. And during those periods of time, you are going to have to know roughly the calories of the food that you're eating because you have to make sure that you only eat small amounts. But it's just a different way of doing it if you think, oh my goodness, I really can't cope without eating anything at all. He also suggests that once you get to the weight that you want to be, that you do six to one instead of five to two. So six days of normal eating and one day of reduced calories. So a few ideas to play around with, either doing the Michael Mosley 5261, reducing calories a few days a week, or just having periods of time when you don't eat. So skipping breakfast, perhaps going a little bit further, skipping lunch, perhaps going a little bit further still and skipping dinner and see how you go. And I suggest doing it with an open mind, an experiment, not, oh my goodness, I really have to do this. I really have to push myself. I think as well, when you first start doing it, you might have problems with hunger. And those problems with hunger are going to be more pronounced if you're eating lots of carbohydrates, lots of really refined carbohydrates. And they're going to be more pronounced right at the beginning when you first try doing it. And the more we practice at things, the better we get at things. And it's the same with anything. 99% practice, 1% theory. I read in my yoga book the other day. So huge health benefits of intermittent fasting, either for losing weight or if you are the weight that you want to be, other health benefits as too, including just living a longer life, which I think is really the bottom line, isn't it? If you're interested in reading more about fasting, then of course, come over to the Facebook group and ask questions there. The books that I recommend are The Fast Diet, which is by Michael Mosley, and he goes into his entire 5-2 day. Another one called The Obesity Code, which is a really interesting read about the insulin theory. And at the back of it, he has a little bit about fasting. So his, his is alternate days. But you can play around with it. There's no fast rules. You just have to decide what you want to do. The other person to read is Walter Longo. And I have to confess, I haven't read his book yet, but I have it on my list of exciting things to read. So there you go. A beginner's guide to fasting. Give it a go. See how you go. Obviously, if you are diabetic, don't give it a go. Or at least go and talk to your doctor first and make sure that you understand what you're doing. You need to do it with medical supervision because if you're on medications, those are going to affect your sugar levels. And if you're taking medications, your sugar levels could get very, very low. I hope you have enjoyed today's show. If you like it, if you enjoy it, I would be super grateful if you could share it with your friends. I'm super excited that our podcast numbers are going up and up every single month. It's absolutely amazing. I don't know what I'm doing, but... They're going up and I'm super happy. So please continue to share. And remember that you can contact me either by email, by joining the VIP area or on the Facebook group. Have an amazing week and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Remember, you're invited to sign up for the free VIP area where all the handouts and free trainings are kept. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, I would be super excited if you could share it with a friend and even leave a review on iTunes. Thank you so much. See you next week. Goodbye.